Good evening and welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football, Korea's premier English K-League broadcast. Um, or at least it was last time I checked. It wasn't until last week. <laughs> <laughs> how, how were the, the listener stats for last week? Are they um, up or down after your, your I'm not, debut? I'm not privy to that information. I'm um, still on probation, as far uh, as I know, which is... Uh, common occurrence uh, for the past few years. So, But you've apparently done away with Mark this week. Yes, um, I offed him. Um, he's currently, well he was my manager as well, so it was a bit too much to, to have him in a... So double promotion. Double promotion. Both at yeah. work and in podcast. The double boss, that's exactly correct. So, <laughs> today's intro music was... Uh, come on, feel the noise. By? Quiet Riot. Is there presumably some reason for that? Yeah, I mean, I guess the Butchon fans uh, recently have... I had a few riots of their own, but unfortunately things might be a bit quiet uh, over, over the next few weeks due to uh, a nice stadium closure. So they've got a one-match ban for their antics whereby... Well, so what happened is uh, they played Kyungnam last weekend. I guess we'll start with the... Uh, yeah, news. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, that match and then carry on with the uh, challenge. So the result was 4-2, right? They lost 4-2. Yeah. Puchon versus Kyungnam. And Kyungnam got a penalty... Latish on. Yeah, 90. Well, and they said Puchon got a penalty, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Puchon got a penalty and the Kyungnam keeper saved it. Oh, and then okay. he turned around and uh, ah. he gave a fist pump. Okay, so this makes sense because Marcel scored the fourth in the 94th minute, so obviously that's inside of the right, basically, yeah. So the, 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 the Kyungnam keeper saved Puchon's penalty and uh, gave a fist pump to celebrate, and the Puchon fans didn't like it. Uh, so after the game, they went around, uh, and instead of doing what Korean fans no- normally do, which is block their own bus, they blocked the Kyungnam bus. Uh, they, their one request was that the the Kyungnam keeper should come out and apologise for his antics. Uh, the Kyungnam team declined to do that, saying they didn't think they were in the wrong. Uh, and where would it be if we came into fans' demands and etc. etc. Uh, they stuck around like that in a, st- in, a, in a Mexican standoff for about an hour. Then the police were called. Well, I thought they'd be called to disperse the Puchon fans, but no, they just came and started negotiating, okay. trying to figure out a way where both teams could be happy. Yep, good old Korean police. Yep. Um, and then at some point, the Puchon, uh, the Kyungnam fan bus was blocked from leaving as well. So there was a bit of argy-bargy between Kyungnam fans and Puchon fans. Yeah. Uh, and then it all quietened down, and the bosses were allowed to leave. Uh, the Kyungnam fan, fan bus was allowed to leave on the assumption that it would go to the nearest police station to, because the, the Puchon fans had basically reported the Kyungnam fans for inciting fighting or something, I don't know. Okay. Uh, and then Jeez, this is a saga. As, as the Kyungnam as the uh, fan bus was pulling out of the car park, the Puchon fans realised that based on the indicator turn, it wasn't going to the ter- <laughs> the, the, the nearest police station, it was heading down. So they blocked it again uh, and insisted that two fans got off the bus and went to the police station, which happened. And then during, the, during that time, while the Puchon fans were distracted, the Kyungnam bus went into the stadium and the, fan, the Kyungnam players got onto the bus inside the stadium and then they tried to leave but it was still blocked. Uh, eventually, about three hours after the game finished, the, the, bu- the boss was allowed to leave and be on its way. That's wild. So they've incurred a one-match stadium ban for Puchon. Okay. And a 10 million won fine. Yeah, I was going to say there must be a fine involved in there as well. Yeah, yeah. 10 million won. Uh, 
not the only fan, fine handed out by the disciplinary, clinic, the disciplinary committee this week. No, yeah, there was a tackle this week as well, wasn't there? Today, one of the Busan players was was fined for that. Oh, I saw that he got like a yeah. yeah. I think it was, what was it? 15 million, maybe 1.5 million, I think it was. Yeah, he was, he was right. for, for a bad challenge. But also, uh, Suwon Blue Wings got a 10 million one fine for throwing bottles the week oh, okay. before. The, the, the outcome? Yeah, Excellent. so 10 million one fine there. Busy week at the uh, K League head offices then? I guess their, uh, their entertainment. Uh, budget had fallen through for the month, so they need to make some extra pocket money. Yeah, well, um, that segues on nicely. Let's let's head back out the challenge for a wee bit um, in Bottlegate, um, and of course, uh, you know, maybe Sue on losing the bottle uh, will we'll segue us nicely into into the the challenge. It's gonna be the classic for, yeah. for this past weekend. Um, yeah, so so let's start with that with that Sue one game. Um, Jonathan was of course. The post Jonathan Blues has they, they score? Um, yeah, they actually scored a, a couple of goals. Yeah, um, it seems actually as if you know going into the last ten minutes of the game, Sue won it two each. Yeah. Uh, Sue one had a, you know kind of looked at it as they were chasing the, the the game, but that is a real shock result. I think that's the one that stands out from from this weekend. Um, so I guess first off, they they conceded their first goal within the first couple of minutes yeah well, within two minutes yeah they were they were, uh, they were one behind yeah and then just before half time Santos pops up equalised mm-hmm. uh, a bit into the second half Maurizio put Kangwon back in front and then 15 minutes ago Kim Minu pops up with another equaliser and then they conceded a penalty with what five minutes to go yeah which Han Jing Sung uh, slotted away for a 3-2 win for Kangnam Kangwon yeah it's a bit of a strange one you know because Kangwon of course have no manager Right. Um, they've said this week that it's going to be a week or two before they make any announcement on, on who they'll, uh, you know, who, who they're going to hire. But um, you know, so who, who's making the decisions? Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing they must have some sort of interim caretaker, manager, or some coach in place. But I always find it quite disappointing when 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 this happens. You know, when a manager leaves and all of a sudden a team. You know, I mean, that's probably one of the hardest two or three games that Gangwon are going to play for the rest of the season. Yeah. And they've gone there and fought tooth and nail for a, you know, for a three-two win. Okay, you know, Suwon have obviously been without, been without the, the main man, but you know, nonetheless, it's still a difficult, difficult place to go and get a result. But I don't think so. Uh, Suwon would have got this result. It's going to be Gangwon would have made this result a week ago or two weeks ago. You no. know, um, the, the form's been been pretty sketchy yet. You know. Manager goes and all of a sudden they're, they're beating two one away from home. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Uh, what else happened in the uh, classic? Well, actually, just be- just before we do move on, there was another announcement from from Gangwon this week. Okay. Um, I haven't been to the Ski Slope Stadium yet. Uh, it's one of the you know the grounds that I'm, I'm kind of keen on getting to. So you've got to hurry up, right? I've got three months. Yeah, uh, they've announced that they're moving at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. Um, if any of the listeners haven't seen it, um, I encourage you to give it a look. It's uh, the, the current stadium. They're in it. Do you know the name of it? The Pyeongchang Alpensia. Pyeongchang. So it's like a, I'm guessing like an Olympic sort of winter venue yeah. or like a, you know something like that. Uh, yeah, they, they announced that they're moving at the uh, at the end of the season. Uh, I think they're moving. Kind of quite far away as well, but yeah, basically get picture of a notice. You know, you've got three months to get to to that stadium before uh, before gang one up sticks and, and head elsewhere. And uh, just a reminder, you'd better choose the opposition carefully because they have a tiered pricing depending on the quality of the opposition. 
well, that changes things for me. Yeah, we, we were just kind of speaking to Mark in uh, the Phantom about heading down at some point before the end of the season, uh, thinking about going to the, the, you know, the games against Jeju. But uh, well, I guess the if you're a neutral, you can go in the home end at the same price, whatever. But if you're particularly wanting to follow a, a team and go in the away end, uh, they have tiered pricing. So Seoul and Chonbuk is thirty thousand a pop, and someone else is like, I think Sangju Sang is like ten thousand. Thirty thousand a pop. Yeah, that must be the most expensive in the league. Uh, by far that's ludicrous that's the equivalent of a top tier seat at, at Seoul and uh, would that get you in the sky bar at Seoul uh, uh, yes I think it was 30,000 for un- unlimited beer and that is something I need to tick off my K-League bucket list as well um, before, before the end of the season you not go for Mark's uh, stag do I was not here I was not in the country I'm afraid I just showed up for the for the wedding uh, I was only here for the glory I didn't have to deal with the, with the, with the troughs that you sorry <laughs> you know they led yourselves into that night. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so, so if we head to to, to John Buck, um, top of the table against bottom of the table clash, uh, John Buck pick up the the, the victory three one. Yeah. Uh, don't think it was all plain sailing. Yeah. Don't think it was all plain sailing. So I think uh, John Buck took the lead after about thirty minutes, and then Kwangju equalised before half time, and at that point, all the other teams were hoping that yeah. John Buck were going to mess up again. But second half. Uh, they popped one in off the 20 minutes ago, and then the Wookiee popped up right at the end yeah. for a glory goal. And As he does. Uh, yeah. Kind of sorry situation for, for Guangzhou. I mean, it makes you wonder why they would appoint you know, a new manager a week before they go to the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the leaders. You know, like surely, you know, saying that he's going to start on, you know, Monday pretty much after the John Buck game it would have been the difference of four or five days and it gives him the chance to come in with a clean slate you know and, and sort of you could even watch the game in the stands it's not an uncommon thing certainly to see uh, back home where if a team are playing you know Celtic yeah. or Rangers or Aberdeen you know we'll give it a week you know, of course th- this week's classic fixtures have been called off for the for the, away, for the upcoming yeah. international yeah. to give the international team a bit more time to practice together Okay. so in fact if they'd have uh, taken the uh, well, not 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 push the manager straight in. He could have watched the first game. Yeah, but Guangzhou are playing on Saturday, yeah. Um, so oh, I tell uh, a lie. No, that's a weekend Saturday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the only fixture for for that weekend in the in the classic. Yeah, they're a game uh, a game behind. Yeah, it would give him a chance to bed in. You know, yeah. give him give him a chance to sort of settle and uh, get the team training the way you know he wants them to train. Get them get them moving and and it could have the I don't know who the next opposition are, but. Uh, well, <laughs> so, as I say, definitely the the the, the likelihood is they're going to lose to Chumbuk. But if the next opposition had been an easier game, then give him the chance to start off with a bit of a. I would definitely. I mean, although with 100% of the form team in the league as, as we'll come to, but I would 100% rather JJ at home. You know, four five one camp in and just hope for the best. Uh, but yeah. And uh, did uh, Niall McGinn play this week? Yeah, uh, the the other phantom. Um, he made an appearance in the, in the second half. Uh, came on in the 52nd minute. Uh, he was called up this week um, for, for the for the Northern Ireland squad. Uh, he uh, he was kind of I think I think one of the big criticisms when he left Aberdeen certainly was how would this move impact his international career. Um, but certainly for his for his first uh, for the first uh, international squad since his uh, departure for Korea, uh, he's been called up. Um, I'd, I'd expect to see him play as well. Um, and to be honest, he could be doing the. He could be doing with the game time, you know. I think he's made five or six appearances since he arrived in Korea, but it's mostly been, you know, I think right and saying mostly been substitutions or, or second half sort of performances. So, so yeah, um, 
bit of strange one still. Maybe maybe see his his best work as the season progresses. But uh, yeah, he's, he's called up for the national team at least. Do, do you know who they're playing against this time around? Uh, San Marino and uh, at home to the Czech Republic. So well, that'll be a tough game, but theoretically you could get a couple of hat tricks against San Marino and 100%. If you ever need a confidence builder, <laughs> uh, San Marino is the footballing equivalent of a night at the Soul Pub. Uh, <laughs> let's say you know if you ever need your confidence built up, then that's the uh, that's that's the way to do it. Um, so yeah, then we move on to, to your boys. Um, I don't think anybody could have seen this game ending any other way than, than a draw. <laughs> Uh, the last, uh, f- I think, five of the last t- uh, six times that these uh, teams have played each other. It's so, you, so you said you were going to go to this. Did you? Did you go? Unfortunately for me, uh, I realised the Celtic game started at the same time, uh, and unfortunately it was it was no com- it was no contest. Um, but no, I didn't I didn't make it along to this one, and I'm kind of glad to be honest with you because it looked like everything was done by the 35th minute. Am I right? Um, the first half, Seoul dominated and they had chance after chance after chance and ex-Seoul goalkeeper Kim Young-bae played a blinder. Seoul were a little bit wasteful. Uh, they actually went behind after about 20 minutes when they should have already been 3-0 ahead. Uh, they did equalise um, 10 minutes later and had a couple more chances before half-time. They could have gone in half-time 5-1 up if everything had gone their way. Um, we've criticised Hwang over time saying that Seoul don't really play well in the first half but this was a kind of reverse of that they played well in the first half didn't do much in the second half Ulsan came out started to press uh, they had a couple of good chances in the second half as well but Seoul, Seoul's goalkeeper Yang Hyunbin who's been in excellent form in recent weeks um, did it again a couple of blinding saves yeah so that one for the free kick was that, was that this weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was sensational yeah so uh, one all probably fla- fair on reflection but in reality, it could also have been like a four-all draw or yeah. any combination of. It would have definitely been a draw. Like I mean, this fixture is just eternally going to be a draw. I think so. One, one of the ties last year, I think it was two 0 But out with that, genuinely, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's just been mostly mostly draws between the two sides. But I think it, you know, this game is sort of representative of a wider issue in the in the K League this year, which is it seems to me like nobody wants to win the league. Yeah. Um, every team in the top six out with Jeju um, just have a complete inability to sustain any sort of form um, yeah. it seems um, you know Ulsan have, have drawn for the last five Seoul have only won two, two of the last five games and of course there's been difficult games in there for you know for, for teams that Seoul you know, playing Suwon that sort of thing but when you look at Suwon losing you look at Seoul and Ulsan both dropping points which of course was going to happen to one of them it makes you wonder but did it do you think this is a, a symptom of having a, a league with only a few teams in it? So there's only 12 teams in the league, right? Which means you're playing the same teams over and over again. Which means, I mean, if you take the EPL as 20, 20 teams, you could theoretically play five or six weak teams in a row. Whereas when you've got the K League, you're going to play a strong team every other week, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 100%. It's one of the most unpredictable leagues uh, to watch, I think. Uh, we, we've fair to say, you know, shock results are really uncommon, um, you know, in this league. But... I don't know how much it's to do with the with the idea of you know the, playing the same eleven teams what three four times a season. Um, I think there is such a disparity in quality between the top six and the bottom six. And there's a few teams in there if you look at your sort of Pohangs and John John Nams that are kind of treading water um, consistently. Yeah. But you know very rarely would you see a team you know sort of really break into that top. Um, that that top sort of you know bracket, um, they could maybe last for a season or two, you know. But you know, I think that they're almost like a sort of dynasty system. Almost, you know, like you're seeing your, your John Buck's and your soul when you're, you know. But the thing is, no one really streaks away. Yeah. You know, John Buck probably get the best uh, 
argument for being, you know, a sort of dynasty club. And obviously, what happened last year happened last year. But you know, I think it would be fair to say that they're, they're certainly the most consistent side um, in the league. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a strange one. Like it just seems, to say, especially this season. You know, certainly having watched for the past few seasons, I can't recall seeing it quite like this. But it does seem as though. Teams are taking points off each other in the top six consistently, and top six sides are also, uh, you know, dropping dropping a lot of points. But even when you look at, you know, John Buck, yes, they're consistent, but you know, you know, they've, they've, dropped, they've dropped points in 11 games this season. You know, uh, they're 27 games. That's a lot. You know, that's a that's a that, you know for a, for a club who are you know really really trying to push and only to only be six points clear of sides that are constantly dropping points. Given the uh, disparity in budget between John Buck and the other clubs, for them to be we would kind of always say this, for them to be only that much ahead is kind of a failure for them, although they're still six points ahead, right? So Yeah, I mean, they're six points ahead, but, you know, feasibly it could be, you know, it should be a lot more than that. I would, I would certainly um, agree agree with that. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, look at this uh, this uh, month, maybe this quarter's form team, um, Jeju. Jeju. Uh, picking up another three points at home to, to join them um, at, the, at the weekend there. Uh, yeah, I mean, 100% of the form team in the league. Third at the moment, seven points behind John Buck with a, with a game in hand, which is, of course, that Guangzhou fixture. Yeah. Uh, they'll play a week on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you say about Jeju? That's, that's you know, six matches uh, unbeaten, five in a row they've won, you know. So, yeah, they they, uh, they really look the part. Um, they uh, two 0 up um, within an hour. Um, basically, uh, Lee Changmin scoring, scoring both of them. Um, but uh, John Nam kind of gave themselves a chance, Han Chan Han uh, scoring in the uh, the 81st minute to make it 2-1, but almost straight away uh, Cruz uh, making it 3-1 um, to to Jeju, just just extending that sort of winning streak. Uh, noticed though there was only about 3,000 people at the game. Yeah, about a disappointing crowd. And of course they had all the rumours earlier this year about whether Jeju were going to move somewhere else. They hadn't. Was their contracts off at the end of this year, and they hadn't got around. They hadn't even started negotiating uh, a new contract for Jeju. Uh, there were rumours they were going to switch to Yongin. I've not heard anything about that recently, but with crowds like that, there's not really much incentive to stay no. in Jeju. So no, must, I mean, you, must cost them a fortune having to fly over to, to the mainland every every other week. I mean, normally is it you know bigger operating costs, but when you consider the you know the fact that they are. You know, they are one. They're an island. You know, the whole population in that island feasibly should support that team. You know, yet they're pulling in a crowd of three thousand on a five-game win streak, sitting yeah. third in the league. You know, kind of pushing. I mean, I would say that at this point now, that they're, they're probably the, the, the favourites to finish second. You know, if not pushing, pushing John Buck. And you know, looking at the next few fixtures, they you know three of the next four fixtures are against sides in the top six. Yep. So they're playing Seoul, Ulsan, and then Suwon after they play uh, Guangzhou. So you know, huge month ahead for them. Hopefully, a loss and two draws. Yeah, I mean the way the season's going, you, you may not be wrong, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's going to be a good month for for JJ. We'll see what kind of what they're made of uh, in the next in the next few weeks. I think Seoul beat them was it last month or the month before? I think the last time they lost was against Seoul. Did we beat them? I think you did. I think it was. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I think it was a was was two no, but I, I may I may be wrong. Um, John, um, just a, a quick word on John. Um, I mean they're, they're kind of falling into that. That sort of seventh, eighth place where they're not really in danger of, uh, of, of you know, relegation. I mean, they're six points from from the relegation playoff, but I mean, I think they're a significantly better side than you know either uh, either one of Sangju or, or Guangzhou. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them sort of push away for that. But again, a bit yeah, uh, you know, kind of just treading water really, aren't they? They're not really sort of achieving much. Yeah, it's kind of a 
thing you look, you look at them and say why what's what's your point of yeah. being there and not really it doesn't look as though they're going to you know make a push for the top six at any point in the near future but they're like the Korean equivalent of Kilmarnock or something like that. They are. They, there's about ten clubs in the English Premier League who, who you know, who, who are sort of uh, John Nameskin there in their manner. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're just treading well. I mean, I guess Leicester were one of them last year, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the that's the game plan. Uh, moving on to Sunday's fixtures. Yep. Um, was a game at Incheon, yeah. Yep. Um, everyone would well normally you'd pick Pohang to win that, but this time they didn't perform at all and went down two 0 uh, that's two, in, two wins in a row for Incheon, which is a, a rarity down those parts. Uh, and they got themselves out of the relegation zone for a, a bit, at least. Yeah. So, and their next game is in two weeks after the international break against Kwangju. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Win that, and they'll surely kick on to safety. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you beat Kwangju. Yeah, I mean, against Sanju, aren't looking. You never really know what's going to happen with them. But, uh, you know, I would suspect if, uh, suspect if they beat Kwangju, then probably probably kind of you know there or thereabouts yeah. um, but that, that result's definitely a, a blow for Pohang um, yeah. they're they kind of six points from, from that top six and you know um, you know, looking at you know, kind of Gangwon losing uh, this could be um, you know, kind of Gangwon's fixtures coming up and the fact they don't have a manager you would expect that they would kind of you know, really try and sort of push to you know to, to give them a bit of a challenge but uh, you know again just losing unless you know Almost unnecessarily, but you know it's a tough game to go into on. But but you know it's a fixture they would really hope to be winning if they have any ambitions at making that top six. Yeah. But again, they're falling into that sort of category with John Nam, and, and you know they're not really you know kind of pushing top six, and, and they're not really in danger of being relegated much either. So yeah, what's the what's the point? Um, although two teams who are in a relegation battle, uh, a bit of a classic game here, wasn't it? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Tegu went two 0 up. In the 82nd minute, yep, and still conspired a way to draw to all. Yeah, in fact, they were, they were two 0 up in the 90th minute. And they, st- yeah, they were two 0 up in the 82nd minute, playing against ten men. Yeah, and they still conspired to, yeah, to to, 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 to lose points in this game. This is when you need one of those chants from the UK: two 0 and you effed it up. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised Korean fans don't have any kind of bantery chance like that. No, so. they should have had the bus blocked for, for this 100%. Um, yeah, so Sangju down to 10 men after your room is uh, sent off in the 78th minute. Um, of course, uh, Junior made it 1 0 in the hour mark with Evandro making it making it 2 0. Uh, Soliland, um, current Soliland player Jimin Q made it uh, 2 1 in the 91st minute. And in the 97th minute, uh, Lim JMN makes it two each, scoring a penalty. Cool as a cucumber. Cool as a cucumber. If anybody had been at that game, they would have been upset, you know, with the, with the result. And like uh, that, um, did you see the video on Twitter from Romania? I did. With the, the, the team that had just been promoted from the second division in Romania playing yeah, against... Juventus. Yeah, against, Juventus. Uh, was it Stoya? Was Stoya, it? I think. And again, 97th minute penalty, and he penanked it. And <laughs> right into the goalkeeper's hands. And Mark will have loved that, I'm sure, because yeah. he's always Absolutely. raving about people who do Penenka. It's just the most frustrating thing in the world. But again, you know, you're thinking to yourself, get that rattled in the top corner. You know, what I mean, forget about it. Champagne up the road. Nah, let's try and let's try and be clever. I mean, I mean, I've well, I've done that before, to be honest, playing amateur football, because you think, well, the goalie's going to dive one way, so if I stick it down the middle, it's it's a sure thing. And then the goalie never moves, and you think, oh bugger. The stakes are a bit different, I would say, um, <laughs> definitely. So we we higher than the Southampton Saturday League Junior Division Six. I mean, if that's your level, I'm pretty sure Rangers have played there at some point. So, uh, 
well, the Rangers, I should say. Anyway, uh, we move on to the challenge. Um, last week, we reliably omitted some details from the podcast by forgetting completely that there was a midweek, um, there was a midweek card. Um, yeah, so we'll that's not on me. That's on you too. Uh, I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> we also neglected to mention that there was a Champions League quarterfinals this week, although there's no Korean teams left in it. So it's like, uh, you know, if we're not competing, then why would we? You know, although there was a good game. I watched the Kawasaki game um, against uh, Uraba the other night. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So, so the, uh, the the challenge had a full card uh, over the weekend. Um, starting with Busan, so we'll run through the Saturday card quickly um, yeah. and then get maybe a bit more detail for, for the midweek card. Busan uh, went in 3 0 um, at home to Ansan. Um, Hong Jin Ki with a first goal, Lee Jae Kwon making it 2 0 in the 50th minute, and Jung Soo Kwa making it 3 0 in the 88th minute. Just uh, kind of John Busan pretty, pretty certain for, for, for second now, I'd imagine. Um, there's not really much chance of anyone, uh, anyone catching them. Songnam, um, Mark never went to this game. Um, he no, he didn't. No, I, I think he was kind of pondering over the week uh, whether or not he was going to, whether or not he was going to make it, um, and decided not to. So when Songnam went three 0 up in the 39th minute, I got a, a text message um, lamenting the fact that he'd chosen not to t- attend this game. <laughs> um, Songnam won in three one. Um, Choi Jay making it three one in the eighty sixth minute, so Songnam looked pretty comfortable in this. And I'm, I'm kind of happy to see that because I thought they had a bit of a rough go against Gyeongnam last week. Um, they just came up against a better side, and I think they were really looking to bounce back from that result, which had not been named uh, in the cup a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of I'm happy to see them uh, pick up pick up the win there. Kind of keeps them pushing, and uh, you know they, they look as if they're going to make it now through through to the playoffs. Of course, we touched on that Buchon uh, that that Buchon Gyeongnam game already. That was the other fixture from uh, from Saturday night. And on Sunday, the big one. You went down to Tejon. I went down to I Tejon. I saw photographic evidence of it. I definitely went this time. Uh, there was no Celtic game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say? That was Elan making it two wins in a row. The Jamie effect uh, in, in, full, in full swing. That was the first time I've been to Dijon, and that stadium is sensational. Like that is, without a doubt, the best stadium I've been to to, to so far. Um, I would love to see that. You know, if, if, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if the national team play there or whatnot, but you know, I would love to see that with a good crowd. Isn't that where Anjong Hwan scored against Italy? You know, I tried to find out which game it was that they, that was played there, and the, and, and outside this, you know, usually they have. Certainly in Japan, look at photographs of the, of the games that they're at. But I went for a walk around the stadium before it. Couldn't really see too much, but yeah, you would you would know better than. I want to say it was that game, but I'm, I might be wrong. So, yeah, Alex scoring for the third, uh, with the fourth consecutive game. Yep. Um, he basically, you know. He just looks as if he can do what he wants at this level, you know. Fortunately, went off in the second half injured. Um, kind of, I don't think it was a too bad a tackle either, you know. I think it was just sort of part of, part of the game. Um, and yeah, that, that makes it two in a row for Elan, to, who moved kind of quite comfortably off bottom, uh, populated by Dejon. So Dejon sit, sitting at the bottom of, bottom of the league. I've got to say, this was really, really a game out of two halves. Um, Eland in the first half could not have looked more comfortable. Uh, they played this three-five-two with, with these two fullbacks who are just who just don't stop. And I'm, you know, I'm, I mean it. You know, really, really kind of crafty midfielders. But you know, the, the two wing backs are just constantly up and down. And I don't know if they just ran out of steam. I don't know what happened in the second half. But you know, but they just sorry, I should say that in half. Second half. Uh, but they made it hard for themselves. Uh, big time. Second half. You've already got Hoffs on the mind. I'm, I'm, I'm trying it. Um, uh, I, so they made it much harder for themselves than it needed to be. Um, 
kind of seen it out. Dijon equalised in the last minute, but it was ruled offside, uh, and they hung on. Um, fantastic victory, you know, and again made it, made it two in the bounce, takes them comfortably off uh, bottom. And the other fixture on uh, on Sunday night was Assam um, defeating Su Won one nil, goal in the 88th minute. So that wraps up the the card from the weekend there. Um, interesting game on Wednesday night, am I correct? Gyeongnam and Dejon. Yeah, so Dejon actually made a, a good fist of this in the beginning, right? Yeah. They took the lead, uh, went 2 0 up at half time, uh, and then Gyeongnam just motored in the second half. They woke up, switched themselves on, banged in four goals without reply to win 4 2. So and those four goals were sort of within 15 minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, I so. think it looks to me as if they've just made the decision, haven't they? They've just went right, kind of done playing. You know, let's just start uh, start going now. You know, Marcel scored two. Um, he would be this week's MVP, but uh, unfortunately, he was usurped by someone else. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, uh, he he scored two. Um, they they, you know, they kind of just saw the game out quite comfortably after the fourth goal, but. Fourth goal, four goals in 15 minutes to, to kind of turn around a, a two-goal lead is indicative of how, how dominant the skill and team are in the league, you know. Yeah. How did Pusan get on in the same same day? Pusan, uh, nice so. one each draw with Songnam. So. Uh, Mark was at this game actually. Mark was there with the Phantom, and uh, it was saying that you know Songnam kind of battered them pretty much, you know, for for, for, for large spells of the last spells of the game. And then the 86th minute, Lee J. Kwon made it made it one 0 but as you know, for, for for Busan, so they kind of left, going, well, we can't leave this game. You know, a game they feasibly should have won, um, looking as if they're going to leave with nothing until Kim Do Hyun, um, 91st minute equaliser. Um, Busan have, have, have gone on a bit of a streak recently. They're, they're undefeated now for the past uh, six games, but. That's an important uh, point for Songnam because uh, Anyang also picked up a point um, late. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I would say that Songnam are pretty comfortable, but you know, there's always a chance. Uh, Ansan were uh, one 0 up. Actually, another game. I mean, it seems like most of these games this week were, were late. Uh, kind of seem to stay nothing each for most of the game. But again, uh, Ansan uh, against Anyang finished two each. Uh, Chosuk J scored in the first goal in the 79th minute. Um, stayed one 0 until Han Gun Young um, equalised in the in the 87th minute. Park Han Su made the 2-1 to Ansan, but in the 97th minute, um, Anyang. It's a lot of 97 minute equalisers this week as well. It's been a while um, since I've been to a game with seven minutes of time added on. Yeah, Fergie time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, 97th minute equaliser for Anyang. They haven't won in four games, so Songnam have kind of got you know, a bit of a gap between them now. I think it's six or seven points yeah. uh, over them in the, in the playoff spots, and you know, Ansan are just kind of treading water again. You know, they don't really seem as though they're uh, you know they're up to up to too much. Um, I understand Butchum are back in action again. Yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah. So yeah, um, they've, at one stage they looked quite comfortable for the top four, but they've wobbled in recent weeks. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they'd lost last time out to uh, Pyongnam, so important to get a, a good result on the board against Suwon. They've been pretty poor themselves recently, uh, and they did manage to do that. A couple of goals in the first half from fan favourite Wagonino, uh, put them on two 0 up, and then just before half time, Suwon pulled one back. Uh, nothing really happened in the second half, so that's how it finished. Yeah, Wagonino is in a decent form. It seems he's uh, picked up. I think that's his third goal in the last couple of games. Yeah, um, he scored against Gillingham as well. I'm sure. Uh, Two one, five in a row. Um, Dropping like a stone. Yeah, not not looking not looking uh, too hot. Uh, and then we go on to Eland. 
the big one. Uh, Eland making it three on the trot. Yep. And the most unlikely of uh, of manners. I mentioned last week in the pod that Choi Obek had been kind of lingering around the club for for, for two years and was was Instagram famous. Um, but it looks like he's no longer just Instagram famous. Was he, was he in that Twitter video that that you sent me? No, he wasn't. But it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But the, on the Soliland Instagram page, there are images of some of the players dancing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something that's going to be like a series that they're going to do. Like many more of them, I've seen. I've seen a photograph of the big centre half, John Mingguang. Um, he he's like kind of looks like he's in a similar set. So I don't know what the plan with that is. But it is. Uh, it is ludicrous. It looks absolutely mental. Um, but yeah, they can dance all they want because uh, they've won three consecutive games for the first time. And did you uh, attend this? I did not. Okay. I was working. Um, that was that's. Uh, I think the Jamie effect is only when I'm in the country. Like I don't think I actually need to be at the game. Uh, you've got the uh, you've got a good friend Mark to thank for that. Um, scheduling me in when uh, when you land a plane, he really should know better. <laughs> Well, he himself blocks out all his time. Well, he himself manages to make every single game of his of his choosing. Um, at some point, we're going to sit down. I'm going to ask him exactly what he does because um, at this point, I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, I don't want to I don't want to get myself in the bad books. I think it's because he's been working there for eight years yeah, or whatever. He's getting around the place. He's in with the wallpaper. Yeah. So yeah, um, Asan actually took the lead uh, twice in this game. Uh, Cho Sang Jun making it one 0 in the 31st minute before Choi Obek scored his first in the 38th. Uh, Min Sang Ki made it 2-1 in the 64th and then in the 71st minute Choi Obek again um, scoring to, to make it 2 each Choi Obek gets his hat-trick in the 90th I don't even think it was in the 90th minute I think it might have been in the 91st but it was interesting because there was an absolute sitter missed just before it and the central defender managed to clear the ball out for a corner took the short corner Choi Obek runs you know, kind of towards a six-yard box and just leathers it into the far corner um, I mean, I never saw this coming. Like at all, even a year or two ago, I, I, I remember watching um, Elan for the first time in 2000. Same everybody else for the first time in 2015, a home game against Suwon, and I'm sure Chilwell come off the bench and he looked like he just, you know, he should have been playing the Southampton Regional Sixth Division or you know Penenkan penalties. <laughs> uh, you know, he just did not look you know comfortable. But he, in the past few games I've seen him play, he really looks as if he's, he's grown into his game. Um, and a hat trick uh, at home to, to Arsenal. I guess that'll be the, uh, the trainer who's done conditioned him up to a, a decent degree. Well, I can tell you one thing: his thighs are certainly a lot thicker than he was when I last saw. All, all that cycling he's done on the bench. Well, that's cycling like <laughs> on the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, Asan in third place. They, I think they look quite comfortable in third. I'm, I'm fairly certain they'll be um, either finishing third or fourth, but they look okay for, for the playoffs. Um, bit complacent from them, really. Again, they, they, you know, to, to, to lose a lead twice and then ultimately lose the game. Um, I wait a team in the bottom, a bottom two, a bottom three. Now, um, we would expect a bit more from them, but you know, Eland. I've got to say, like you know, I mentioned last week, that I hadn't seen too many games uh, of late because of my shift part and the work and that sort of stuff before I came here. But if they've been playing like this all season, then you know they wouldn't. They, you know, they, I just don't. It's just that kind of unexplainable. You know? So even though you couldn't make it yourself because you were working, you presumably would have heard the charge. That the, sorry, would have heard the cheer from all the fans that were there when when that last minute winner went in. Yeah, I'm, I'm based not far from Yongdong, and obviously you know. That's uh, jam souls kind of you know when when the, when the noise is that loud you know you're, you're going to hear it. Uh, unfortunately, the Wednesday night recorded the lowest attendance of the season for for Eland, despite the fact that they'd won two games uh, on the trot, 631, 632. And I know midweek fixtures are tough to get to, but I kind of feel that jam is close enough that 
you know, you should really it's be getting close enough they can make it to the baseball, isn't it? Certainly so. Um, but if the results keep going this way, then you know, I don't see any reason, you know, why, why they won't improve eventually, you know. Um, but yeah, I can make it the only other game I think I'm going to miss for the rest of the season is Sue one away. And we've got some nice uh, team building exercises uh, to carry out in that one there. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry to miss it, but that'll be it for a while. Okay, uh, how does that leave the league? A few weeks ago we said that it was Pyongyang almost certain to win, Busan dead set on for second, and then it was four, two from four or five for the, for the other places. Yeah, so we've Pyongyang are just streaking away with it. Um, they had a blip a few weeks ago, um, and yeah. you know maybe two or three games of you know kind of I mean I guess if you call dropping points a blip. Uh, Busan again looking comfortable in second, they're nine points clear of Asan, and Bichon and Songnam are fourth and fifth. Respectively, but fourth and fifth being third and fourth, uh, really. Um, so yeah, I would I would fancy Bichon and, and Songnam to to sort of push for the playoff spots. Anyang, I can't. You know. so Anyang and Suwon dropping away, right? Yeah, looks so. Um, so it looks like we're down to three from four for the playoffs now. I mean, again, you've got that that form team in the league uh, sitting on twenty seven points, just ten points behind Songnam. You know, I, I don't want to want to count my chickens just yet. I think a big thing is is the the, the fitness of Alex. Um, if Eland are going to do anything, you know, in the in the remaining fixtures, which is quite unlikely. Ten, ten games left. Ten games left. You know, so I think uh, I think you would need Alex fit for for every one of them. Thirty points, so so they can't win the league. No, I mean mathematically, can't win the league, but you know, there's a push to be made there for for the playoff spots. Still think. get second. <laughs> I don't know if they could still get second, but again, aim uh, high. I just I just I just we're playing song them in a few weeks, and I'm just. I'm looking forward to that, you know. Like uh, that's that's that'll be a big uh, that'll be a big one. I think Mark's decided you're working that day. Mark's probably decided, and if I wasn't before I said that, then then I am now. Yeah. Um, but he can't touch me on Saturday night um, when Eland played Yongnam uh, at home. So so that could be uh, that could be a good uh, probably be the tie of the weekend, I'd imagine. So who do you fancy for for that one? Eland versus Yongnam. Uh, both in form, um, but nobody's been able to touch Yongnam so far. So. I've got to go with Kyungnam. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a pretty safe bet. So I'm definitely going to go Eland. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with another Choyobek hat trick. Uh, I'm going to call it three two to Eland. Is that this weekend? That is Saturday. Yep, Saturday night. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to that one. Yeah. Uh, the other fixture in the challenge on Saturday night, we've got Ansan against Butron. Yep. I think I can only really see one winner in that tie. Uh, can you? I think Butron. Which will be fine in that one. I think Wagoninho's in form. Uh, you know, I know they're away from home, but I would fancy Buchon to, to to pick up three points in that. Okay. Then on the Sunday. Yeah, we've got Dejon at home to to Songnam. Yeah. Uh, I think Mark's heading heading down to that one. So can I hear about that next week? Yeah. Um, Probably going to be an away win, is it? I don't know. I mean, Dejon genuinely did look good. Um, you know, when they played against Dila and that second half, they they really dominated the game. Yeah. Um, Surprised, surprisingly, I thought they actually missed a cutting edge. Mm. Um, which, when you look at the sort of scoring charts, you know, Dan Alash's uh, Christian has, has scored nine goals this season, yeah. uh, and, and I thought you know we'd see more film when I was down there. Um, but uh, I would, I would, ex- I don't know. That that could be a tough game for Song. I think the thing with Song them for the past few weeks is it just depends which Song them decide to, to show up. Um, so if, if they, uh, you know, if, if they come out. You know, and play and play well. Then I would expect them to beat Dijon, but Dijon could give them a game down there. And of course, you know, taking a two-nil lead, um, you know, against Gyeongnam, it's not easy to do. Of course, they got beat, but I don't know. That could be a good game uh, on Sunday night. I may, uh, I may watch that one because the other tie 
Asan against Busan. So second against third. Would you fancy that one? Draw. Draw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I would expect if anybody's going to win it, Busan would win it. Um, they're undefeated in the last four or five games, but I think a draw would be a you know, wouldn't be a surprise in that one. And finally, Suwon against Anyang. That's going to be well. Suwon have been hopeless recently, haven't they? So. I mean, I think Sue won what five in a row they've lost. So yeah, I would expect to see, I would expect to see Anyang at least pick up a, a point in that game now. Okay. You mentioned earlier that you'd seen one of the Champions League quarterfinals. Yeah, I watched the, the all Japanese tie between Kawasaki, Kawasaki and Urawa. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, one of the kind of things I'm enjoying about, about living in Korea is being in the same time zone uh, as a lot of the, the fishers in the continent because I'm used to watching these games at. Uh, Two in the morning and then two in the afternoon, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it finished three one um, to to Kawasaki. Um, you know, not a bad result for Kawasaki at all. That was, you know, a, a big club, you know, and a, a good side. Um, the next leg being on the thirteenth, a couple of weeks away. So I would expect. To how, how are both teams doing in the in the J League this year? I haven't watched a single game since this league started. I would have predicted that you you would fancy Urawa to be better than Kawasaki but again the Japanese league seems to be a little, a little bit more unpredictable than the K-League so. yeah, I've exclusively I've watched uh, Marinos uh, they're the team I follow over there and yeah. I've watched Yokohama Marinos but um, with that no I haven't, um, I haven't I haven't been following uh, too much this, this season in the other game in East Asia I think uh, Shanghai ran out four winners four nil winners against uh, Guangzhou Evergrande yeah I mean that at home but that ties much over them. The, uh, the Guangzhou press seem very confident they can turn it around in the second leg. Well, you know the Guangzhou press, really wrong. I think the, the, the connection was quite tenuous in the fact that they've just sold Paulinho to Barcelona, who got humped by PSG in the semi-final of the Champions League last year, who then went back to Barcelona and turned it around and won 6-1 to get to qualify for the final, right? Wasn't it the other way? Wasn't it that Barcelona got humped? At they got humped at PSG. Yeah, and then beat PSG six yeah. one at home. Yeah, yeah, and then got humped in the final by yeah. Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I um, yeah, I mean that's a bit of a strange one. Like you, you very rarely see at this stage of the, the tournament such uh, such sort of heavy defeats. But um, yeah. then even Seoul got one against Chumbuk last year. <laughs> I think uh, I think you know these two these two ties are against of course two Japanese playing, uh, playing against each other two Chinese teams playing against each other bodes well for the semi-finals. Um, I think the semi-finals could be could be interesting because you know in frontali from what I've seen of them um, again mostly just watching highlights and that sort of stuff they they the, the Yuko Bayashi playing up front for them wicked fast uh, you know tricky striker you know uh, they're very rarely ever out of games but you know if, if you know they, they can they can comfortably play in the counter attack, so I think they're kind of well built for for playing in the in, in the ACL, uh, you know, in this, this sort of knockout format. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they would go on in the semis if they can progress past the hour. Yeah. Okay, what happened in West Asia? Well, run it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alain, who I've never watched in my life, doing nothing each against Al Halal. That's the UAE Al Alain, right? Yep, against, against Al Halal from uh, Saudi. Persepolis yeah. uh, two each against Al Akli. Uh, and then, of course, the return legs will be played on the week of the 12th and 13th of September. So, okay. can wait for the big one, Alain against Al Halal. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping personally for an uh, for an Al Halal Al Akli uh, 
semi-finals just so I can hear Mark uh, review that in the semi-final with a couple of beers in him. <laughs> and uh, we just re- we did the previews for the uh, challenge just now. Obviously, the classic's been yeah. postponed this week. So, match of the next week that we should be previewing is the big uh, World Cup qualifier. Yeah. Korea versus Iran at Sangam Thursday night, nine o'clock. Yep. You might be there. Oh, according to a phone call I received today, then I am more than likely to be there. Um, I will probably be late, but I will I will be there. In that case, I'll give you your ticket now because yep. I don't want to be waiting around <laughs> outside. That's fair. That's reasonable. Yeah, I'll give you your ticket now. Um, well, in, in five minutes. Um, yeah. So, what's your expectation? This is my first game. Uh, this is my first. Uh, game watching watching the national team um, so, so Iran yet, yet to concede yeah. in qualifying Iran, like, for this World Cup this is this is as good as a game as I'm uh, going to get unbeaten in two years I think <laughs> uh, no I think you think they lost uh, to Iraq in, uh, in March did they oh, yeah, so, so uh, right. maybe out with that maybe unbeaten in qualifiers or something like that yeah. I mean I think it was a friendly so okay. yeah, they, they probably uh, you know. but um, yeah Korea not looking I'm looking too hot at the moment, um, but, but hopefully. But they've got a new manager. Yeah. A kind of, I'm not going to say an all new side, but a, a fairly different side from what we've seen in, in the last eight games in these qualifiers where they've been uninspiring. So. Yeah. Are you are you optimistic? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Iran, I mean, this is a good game. This is a game I'm looking forward to to watching. Iran look like a good side, and for the past three four years that I've been I've been kind of focusing my attention on on, uh, on Asian football, they seem to be probably you know, despite not having individually the best players, uh, the the dominant sort of side. I would argue. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, maybe the home advantage and the new manager, and you know, you know maybe you see a gang one. You know, you'll see a sort of. You know, a result, but I don't know about this one. But I mean, ultimately, this game is kind of irrelevant, right? Because whatever's well, if Korea win, which seems unlikely, they'll be in a strong position. But the highly, the likelihood is they're going to have to go to Uzbekistan and yeah. get a result there, right? Yeah, that that seems to be the one that they need to, you know, they, they need to pick up a winner. Theoretically, they can lose against Iran as long as they beat Uzbekistan away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like, but as you say, the Uzbekistan game next Wednesday uh, seems to be the most, uh, um, the biggest game for them. You know? So, are you going to pick some appropriate outro music? I'll leave you with it. In three, two, one. I think we're-